0: Rolling Dice and Taking Names is sponsored by The Broken Token, creator of high-quality gaming accessories and storage solutions. Visit them online at TheBrokenToken.com Wow,
1: this episode is packed! I better get started! Hey y'all, in this episode of Rolling Dice and Taking Names, the guys interview Mr. Isaac Vega, review the game Skyward, Give us a round of flying squirrels and introduce a brand new segment called the Scurry Report. Woo! Barely
2: made it.
0: And welcome back to Rolling Dice and Taking Names, a proud member of that Dice Tower Network. This is episode number 124. Up! Up and away. Then I'm Tony. And I am Marty the Sentinel Connell. That's right, and the Connell cluster, the Marty Mound Man himself, the mmm So you didn't catch it. I said Sentinel. I did. I caught it. I'm letting it go. Oh, did you, catch yeah, it? I okay. It. Yeah. It's done. It's over. Even after the apology, people still get
3: on me now. So I'm just gonna start saying it just 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 out of spite. Hey everybody! Guess what?
0: Gen Con is coming up soon. Oh, more stress. More stress. I don't need stress in my life. It is more stress.
3: It, it is. We got a lot of things uh, on our calendar. Our calendar is starting to fill up, but I think the big thing, Tony, is that we are going to do our first ever con meetup on Friday night from 7 to 9 at the Omni Bar as you and I go head-to-head with the rest of the people that want to come out and play in a major strike tournament.
0: First off, that's a lie. Okay, it's a lie. We, our first meetup was at Origins last year when we met at the Portal Games booth and Passport Game booth. For our
3: second ever meetup at Gen Con at the Omnibar from 7 to 9 when you can come and join us and play in a strike tournament where the winner will determine once or for all, or until we have another strike tournament, whether strike is gladiators in an arena
0: or dice in a bowl. Technically, it is both. It depends on how you look at it. And I am looking so forward to this. I mean, people are already hashtagging
3: Team Tony. There's very few Team Martys whatsoever. I'm I'm a loner. Come on, people. People like underdogs. I'm the underdog here. Not
0: not that it matters because it's not like I'm on Twitter and I understand hashtag Team Tony, what I'm supposed to do with that. And
3: so here's the thing. Here's Here's a big reveal Tony and I have decided that, you know, at the at the end of this tournament, basically we're going to have people play until there's like an ultimate champion at the end. And that person will decide, hey, uh, we're going to start calling this, you know, the Gladiators in uh, Arena or Dice in a Bowl. So Gladiators in Arena is Tony. Dice in a Bowl is me. So whichever one you choose, the other person the next day on the vendor floor on that busy, busy Saturday at Gen Con that person will be wearing a squirrel
0: onesie. That's right. If Amazon has them in the right size, we will be wearing them. Please, Amazon, be out. Please.
3: <laughs> Dude, you ain't got anything to worry about. It's me. It's
0: going to be me that has to wear this thing. And it's going to be hot? Dude. They're, what? They're going, they're going to do it in spite of me. I can see it right now. Now, if Rodney wins, oh, you are so in a squirrel outfit. It's Rodney Smith from Watch It Played, who is currently... Doing a um, ind- is it Indiegogo this time? He is doing an Indiegogo. Okay, back yes. to us. We're enough of Rodney. Back to <laughs> us. <laughs> yeah,
3: uh, you know that's a good point. People may want to see you in the squirrel onesie. I know. Could you imagine the size of that squirrel? That's a big squirrel. And we're going to be out like for everybody to see because we're doing two major events on Saturday. Oh. Because Saturday morning at 11 a.m., Tony and I will be in the Dice Tower booth. They're uh, shaking hands, meeting people, uh, giving out moon pies. So if you want to come by and say hi, one of us should be in a squirrel onesie. So, you can come by, just hang out with us and uh, chat for a little bit, and we'd love to see you at that point.
0: Please, American, lose my luggage. Please, American, lose my luggage. <laughs>
3: I hope that thing doesn't take up a lot of space in the luggage. Oh, I
0: hope not either. Now, wait a minute. So, we're there from 11 to when? Uh, 11 to 12. 11 to 12. And who else is in that booth with us at that time? I have no clue. I don't remember. I thought it was looking. Tom. Is Tom not going to be in the booth with us? If sure. He's I, d- I don't know. Because he if he's there, I'm, so, heckling so there's him. This, I'm heckling this... I don't
3: know. People are rotating in and out of around the booth. They can see those people anytime. This is true. This is our hour at the booth where they can come by and hang out and and talk to us. I hope, maybe. The hour of power. That's right. Power grid. (laughs) The hour of power. And hey, and if that's not enough, at one o'clock in the Passport Games booth, we will also be hanging out. And one of us will still have a onesie on. Can we take it off from twelve to one since it's going to be so hot, or we have to
0: leave it on the entire time? I want you to take it off because I don't want any barbecue sauce on your squirrel outfit. Where's the barbecue sauce coming? Probably from? in some food truck that we're going to go quickly go eat at, and then come back into the show so we can make it to Passport. So we're going to go to uh, Passport Games,
3: and they have kindly, uh, gone, have kindly. I I don't even I can't even speak English anymore. I'm so excited. For everything that you purchase, wow, let's try that again. For every game that you purchased, no, that's incorrect. That's incorrect. If you make a purchase at Passport Games from Tuesday, oh, no, Lord. that is incorrect. If you make a purchase at Passport Games from Thursday until Saturday at 1, you're going to be entered into a drawing to win some games, and we're going to be there at 1 o'clock drawing names out of a container uh, where we're going to be giving away games. And you'll be you'll want to come to that because you must be in attendance to win. Uh, Passport Games is, is going to be putting up a lot of their new games that are going to be coming out. One that we're actually going to be talking about this episode called Skyward. So if you want to have a chance to win some games, uh, make sure to go buy a game from Passport Games. Get entered into the contest. Come see us at 1 o'clock. And we'll draw some names and give away some
0: prizes. That's right. And I cannot be bought to pull out your raffle ticket. Not that I could read them anyway, because someone else is going to have to be reading them probably because they're small print raffle tickets. But anyway, more importantly, people, go by Passport. If you buy a game, get a raffle ticket and show back up on Saturday at one o'clock when we start the amazing Passport RDTN raffle to get prizes. That's the best I'd come up with a name. I, I got to work on that name.
3: Yeah, it's, well, you know, it
0: you? Can we just start again?
3: It encapsulates. Is that the word? Encapsulates everything that we want the, to be in the name. It's just... Way too long like this episode is going to be if we, don't, uh, Move on. if we don't get on the ball here. Hey, there is one other thing, too. We're still working out the details, but Friday on uh, sometime in the afternoon, we want to do something with Portal, 2. We've contacted Ignacy. Love that guy. He's got some, uh, you know, he's got to have First Martians there. He's going to have, I believe, the Cry Havoc expansion is going to be there. So uh, we're going to do something with him sometime Friday afternoon, still working out those details. It will definitely be in the next episode, but uh, before then, uh, we'll make sure to post it on our social media, which gives us a chance now to say, hey, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Dyson Names. Facebook, Roll Dice Take Names, Instagram Dice Names, and our BGG Guild 1589. Because as we come out with more details with all these events, we're going to post them there and have some reminders of what we're going to be doing because we want to see all your happy,
0: smiling faces. Yes, we would do. And we want, especially Portal, I want you to bring Ignasi cookies so I can eat them. And then also, big, big, huge, mega, thank you for 1,300 members in our board game geek guild if you people drop me below 1300 that's oh, just gonna be sad i'll just be sad
3: <laughs> yeah, so what are we gonna do it's like oh uh, well i guess we'll just have to come back and ask yeah you. be sure yeah that yeah, was really cool yeah
0: be, be sure to ask for some geek guild if you need an rdtn um badge we'll hook you up there if you already have an rdtn badge hook us up hook us up yeah um Go out there and say, hey, I have an RTTN badge. How about some Geek Go for a Moon Pop badge? All of that. That's awesome. We really do appreciate everybody joining the guild and getting in with the polls. Speaking of polls, we always yes. have some awesome ones. Soft pretzels are killing it, baby. I, I never imagined that. I thought it'd be closer than that. But soft pretzels, everybody loves Nah, man. Soft pretzels is where it's at. I'm all about the soft pretzel. There's so many ways
3: to have a soft pretzel with. You can have sugar and cinnamon on it. You can have it with cheese. You can just have it with salt. There's, oh, I love me a good, uh, a warm or hot soft pretzel. I love going to those places in the malls if they still have like uh, anti. anti ends anti ends Yeah. Where they make the home, the pretzels right there in front of you and then they dip. Oh,
0: good stuff. I love a good pretzel. Yes. So. If you have any questions, be sure to do the Twitter thing. Don't do the Instagram thing. Do the BGG thing. And ask us. We'll be more than happy. But once again, we're very excited. Gen Con... I'll be there Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Same with Marty's there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We'll also be at the Secret Ball meetup, of course, because we cannot miss that. That is going to be the happening place at the Tow Yard. Um, look for us on the Vendor Hall. Saturday night. Saturday night. I'm sure we'll be irritating the broken token. We will, it'll be our goal, Marty and I finally at Gen Con together, to see how many people we can irritate in a three-day span. That's, that's my goal. That's a good goal, dude. I know. I'm excited now. That's like a challenge. And, challenge accepted. And and if you have some quick filler game, you see me, please stop play. Let's do a little card action. Let's let's have something happening here. So we'd love to sit down, play a game. We will even commandeer a table if we need to, and, and then get kicked off later. But that's okay. I, I can deal with it. So no epic games. But anyway, very excited to be going to Gen Con, Marty. That is that is just. I can't believe it's going to happen. All right. Anyway, enough about this. Can we go to that? (laughs) Okay, enough of this. Let's
3: go do that.
4: Five-minute initiative begins in three, two,
3: one. One of the new games coming out of Gen Con is Skyward from publishers rule and make and passport games this is from designer brandon evans this plays two to four players and it plays 30 to 45 minutes and in this game uh, you're going to be given some cards and some of those are cards have resources on them or faction cards there's four different types of colors of those or you can have building cards uh, that you're going to be using those resource cards to actually put into play on your turn you're going to put one of those cards into play. You have the choice to put one of those buildings into play for the purpose of building a little uh, little combo, a little city down there so that at the end of the game you want to have the most points possible because Tony, as typical in this game, the person with the most victory points wins and while that main mechanic of just playing a
0: card on your turn is pretty simple, it's how you get the cards and really makes this game shine. Yes, I couldn't agree with you more. That strategy of having someone who has this marker to go, okay, I'm going to deal out X number of cards, depending on the number of players, eight for a two player game and ratches up. But either way, that person has to divide them into stacks and they've got to make each stack as tantalizing for everyone. They can't load it up because if they load it up, the, per- the person who divides it gets the last choice. So you really got to balance that out. Now, this is, could be an AP issue for players where they're sitting there, oh, I need to do this, this, move it around. But still, that's where the strategy is. You're trying to think, how do I get the cards I want and force other people to take the ones that may make them? You, you kind of help them out so you can help yourself out. And then they do silly things like take the stack. You don't expect them like you did against me, but that's okay. (laughs) I understand. Oh, or make sure you drop the marker on the right pile. Either way, I love that strategy. I like that mechanic in this game, Marty. Uh, Again, yeah, it is
3: one of those things, if you're the one dividing the piles, you might be able to see what strategy people is trying to uh, uh, incorporate. Different factions have different types of strategies. You'll see where some cards synergize with one another, and you may see this Wow! if he gets his card, he can create this nice little combo, where maybe, for example, he can get cogs. Uh, there are these cogs, these tokens, that count as wild card resources, and you can use those on your turn to put cards into play. You can also get cogs by uh, taking the, the pile with the token on top of it. When you divide the piles, you drop a token on top of one of the piles. Whoever takes that pile gets a cog, but also is the one dividing the uh, cards up next time. So the thing is that uh, you might deny somebody a card, but hurt yourself in the process. And then Tony, there's these little nasty cards, these pigeons, which you can actually throw into stacks. And when you get a pigeon, it just immediately goes straight into play. There's some cards where it just has a lightning bolt emblem on it. I mean, bam, you got to put it into play. Those are worth minus two points. Unless Tony, you happen to get lucky and get the building called the Rookery. And if you get that, And you get it put into play at the end of the game. All those pigeons are then converted to positive points.
0: And which I don't understand because, you know, pigeon is, isn't that a good meal? It's not like Fez. I've never had it. I've never, a pheasant, yes, but never never a pigeon. Never a pigeon, but either way, yeah. And I think maybe for me, the rookery aspect of it, because in a a game we were playing, you know, there's a good chance the rookery doesn't show up and there's only one of them in the deck. So I haven't played it enough to say, how is the balance from that? That's an interesting aspect. Is it going to come up or is it not going to come up? Do I take the chance? Yeah, that's one of those things. Now, another thing I noticed was the factions are part of this. So so you don't have all this stuff on the table, right? You've just got cards that are being the resources. It's a small footprint game. I like that about that. I like that about that. That's awesome. So anyway, anyway, I like how this game plays out using its resources from the deck. It's very enjoyable. I like how the strategy comes into play with the dividing. I've already said that. It's just, that's to me what makes this game fun. Now, it is one of those games that I would play anytime on the table. It's a great filler. It's a quick game. I think it will scale up very nicely. I'm Questioning four, I think four might make it draw out for me, and you'll be sitting there waiting there, going to the bathroom, doing whatever you need to, while that one person is having to divide up four stacks of cards and, and agonizing over it. All in all, though, a very enjoyable game. I would play it. Thing is, I think with the four players, you're right. You, there could be somebody who is
3: trying to divide up 16 cards into four piles, and that could take a lot of time, but at least the rules state that when you pull out the cards, they must be face up on the table. So at least you could see what cards you might be able to get that round. And we also also found out you talked about some of the cards are basically resource cards resources are very hard to get that's why I also love the mechanic, if you get a bunch of cards in your hand at the end of your turn you don't need, you can discard three cards to grab one of those cogs, which counts as a resource of any type. So that's a really nice mechanic to where it allows you to get rid of cards at your hand and get something beneficial from it. I like little simple engine building games. Uh, this is one of those, it is gonna be uh, quick to teach. Uh, two or three players is really sweet if you get people to know what they're doing. And it's one of those games you gotta play multiple times so you can learn the strategy because you got to know the cards to build the combos Play it multiple times. It'll really click. It will move fast. This game will be coming out at Gen Con. You can pick it up at Passport Games and it will be in your retailer soon thereafter. That Skyward by Passport Games.
4: Five Minute Initiative is complete. <laughs>
3: GenCon Con is just around the corner and Portal Games has a special offer to where you can pre-order Robinson Crusoe and First Martians and pick it up at Gen Con at your convenience. And I love that because when the doors first open Thursday morning, it is a mad rush to get to the booths that you want to get your games before they sell out. Well, this way you ain't got to worry about it at your leisure. Go get the games you've pre-ordered from Portal, such as Robinson, First Martians, and and you got to worry about being trampled by the masses. So to do that, you can go out to their website at portalgames.pl to the Gen Con 2017 and Portal Games special offer page.
0: It's time for Flying Squirrels, two-minute discussions on topics that have our attention. For now
1: you'll really
3: like welcome to flying squirrels this is where tony and i will take some topics that we're interested in talking about but we don't want to take too much time dwelling on them. so we give each of us two minutes per topic tony do you have your topics ready i uh, guess <laughs> Jeez, real prepared there okay thank how you about I, how about if i go first that'll give you two minutes to at least think about it okay please do <laughs> okay here we go first topic it was just announced that hobby games market made over $1.4 billion in 2016. And that sounds like a ton of money because, mm-hmm. well, $1.4 billion is a lot of money. And it's it's been growing at twenty that's a 21% uh, increase over 2015. And as exciting as that sounds... Board games is still very much a niche, niche hobby because Tony, video the video game market of 2016 made over $30 billion as compared to 1.4. So even though we're growing, it is not nearly as big as the video game market. What was interesting too is how they broke down uh, the hobby games into multiple categories. They broke it down into collectible games, non-collectible miniature games, hobby board games hobby card and dice games, role-playing games. And what's interesting is I did a little bit of math uh, before I uh, got on here and determined that of the entire pie, 1.4 billion, the board, cards, and dice games only make up 30%. So this big Gen Con that we're going to, or most of it's going to be board games, it's still only 30% of that total hobby market. 52%, Tony, is collectible games, which is like Magic and... And Magic. (laughs) That's the biggest one. Ukiyo, Pokemon. Can you believe it's still that much? Board Games is still just a drop in the overall market.
0: I'm just glad it's still growing and we haven't seen the bubble burst. Well, hopefully not. All right. So recently when we've been doing a lot of game reviews, yeah, I know, a podcast about game reviews, Marty and I have been opening up some boxes and inside the boxes, there have been the base game and then the expansion. Okay. This confuses me, now, and a lot of things confuse me, and y'all people who've been listening to me for a while understand that I'm very easy to be confused, but what I don't understand is why, if you have an expansion, why, how can you call it an expansion inside of a base game? Shouldn't an expansion be in another box? Why isn't that just part of the base game? The base game is this, and here's another way to play. This is an advanced version. You can't call it an expansion. An expansion means you're moving it, for, you're ex, you're making it bigger, you're expanding it, that it is getting larger. So how in the world is putting a expansion in the base game called an expansion? It doesn't work. It doesn't compute. I don't have to go before this segment and start doing math like Marty had to do on the one previous. I can pretty well understand that that's just another way to play a game. I don't know, Marty. Maybe I'm making too much of it. No, I'm not. Don't you say I'm not, because <laughs> I, I just cannot. I, why all of a sudden is that the thing? And then when you go to a Kickstarter, they're like, oh, but well, if we hit this mark, we're going to have an expansion. Dude, don't call it an expansion. Just say we are going to make the game better, because it's uh, it makes it sound like you've got this stuff sitting there waiting for someone, and yet I'm just going to hold it back if I don't get a certain amount of money. Okay, so sorry. I was ranting, Marty.
3: No, 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 that's cool. In fact, we talked about Skyward earlier. It actually came with, with expansion cards in it. Uh, we just played the base game and didn't get to the expansion. Where it adds a lot of stuff, but I actually thought about that too. It's like, why not just say, okay, here's some cards you can mix in to make it a different game as opposed well, it's a selling point, right? It's a base game plus an expansion, so I can only think it's it just sells more units. Sure, I'll go with that. Tony, have you heard about this game that's come out recently from Hat Games called Raxon? R-A-X-X-O-N. You haven't? No. Maybe because it's of the marketing that they're using. What they've done is they've released some of these board games out into the wild. And Raxxon is the corporation who basically started the disease that led to the Dead of Winter. It's in the Dead of Winter universe. So it created the zombies, basically. So they've seeded the market with some of these games. And each of these games has a code that you can give to a friend where they can go enter a code on a website and order a copy for themselves. Now, each game has three codes that you can give out to somebody else. So one game could potentially sell up to three more games. And the idea is like a viral marketing. Raxxon released a virus, so we're going to use viral marketing to push the game. So people started getting these games, and then I've seen people like, hey, if you want a code, just contact me, I'll give you a code. And people say, I want a code, so I've already given them out. And there's not hardly anything on the game. Uh, When it was first released, it wasn't even listed at uh, BGG, so people didn't know exactly what it was. I'm thinking. I understand the reason behind it. I think thematically, it's a really good idea. But I don't know that it's something that really made me want to go. Ooh, I want that game. It's more like, eh,
0: I don't feel like jumping through hoops to get it. Am I off base here? I don't think so. I mean, obviously, it worked well with me. I'm like, yeah, I just saw it in the show. Raxxon. I was thinking that that was like a video, a new video game, and they've come back. You know how they're going to revamp Starcraft. I'm like, what was that? No, that Zaxon. was Zaxxon. I know, but you know, I'm just quick read. Raxxon is that the new Zaxxon? I had no idea what this was about. So, yeah, I mean, I, uh, who knows? Who knows how what their thinking was?
3: Yeah, I get the idea. And I assume it's going to eventually come out as just a full game. It's like, here, you can play it. It's an abstract game from what I've seen based in that at that universe. So I'm really curious to see what what do people think about this? Is it a great idea? Did you? Ju- is it a game in itself to try to get the game? Or is it like, ah, oh, it's just too much work to get it. I'll just wait until it comes available some other time in the future.
0: All right, Marty, I have a question for you. You ready for this i'm ready go for it let's say i'm culling my collection i'm calling my collection i'm i'm reducing my collection i am bringing it smaller you're bringing it smaller i'm making it smaller i'm getting rid of and it's so sad so and you're the same way i know i've I know. got know. so many games in shrink wrap that i have not played yet and i'm just and it makes me sad real mm-hmm. sad So let's say one of those games like, oh, I don't know, Mansions of Madness is in shrink wrap. And I go out and I post and say, I'm willing to sell my Mansions of Madness plus the two expansions for $50 right now. Because I've only played it a couple of times and I'm done with it. No one seems to like it around here. Whatever. I'm confused. You said it was still in shrink wrap. How'd you play it if it was? But in the expansions wrap? are, but not the other one. Or I oh, okay. Well, the thank you. I'm just, okay, so it is the base game's open. Okay, go ahead. The base game's open, but everything else. Is open. Anyway, if I go out there and advertise that Mansions of Madness is fifty dollars, am I in violation of the map policies? I know because you are a secondary market. Or your third third dairy
3: market, tertiary market, quadrary market. I no, don't know. That's
0: not you because it's only it only affects retailers. Well, am I not a retailer by selling? No. Is a retailer no. not a seller? Through a
3: distribu- you didn't get it through a distribution channel. You bought it, so now you can do what you want to. You own it. Now you do whatever you want to
0: with it. Okay, because Lord knows I don't want to be violating any silly map agreements here, you know? Now, asthma day does have long-reaching arms, so I could be totally wrong
3: on this, and I'm going to have to come bail you out of jail soon. So just test the water, see what happens.
0: That's true. Uh, I don't know. But anyway, I just wanted to check that out with you as I call it down that I'm not going to be in violation of any map policies by posting and advertising at a lower discounted rate.
3: I think you just wanted to use our show to try to sell your game. Got me. A few weeks ago... Chaz Mahler of Paradise Paradise released this video where he talked about ways to shuffle cards. Now, Tony, you and I have talked about this, right? A few times. Uh, yeah, I know. It's been over and over again. He talked about the ways of over uh, hand over hand type shuffling or overhand type shuffling and uh, riffle shuffling. And I said it right. I didn't say rifle, Uh, riffle shuffling and how statistically riffle shuffling is better, blah, 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 blah. And then he goes on to say he found this annoying way that me, moi, shuffles. And that's by doing pile shuffling, where I take cards and make a bunch of different piles and put them all together. And he calls this the Connell clusters. Well, I don't think Mr. Marler knew what he was getting into when he said that. I thought, ha ha, I'm going to get Marty and everybody's going to be on my side. People came out of the woodwork to go comment on social media and his video about Hey, I use Kano clusters. That's what he's calling it. It's pile shuffle, but he's calling it Kano clusters. I use Kano clusters. I like Kano clusters. There's nothing wrong with Kano clusters. So here's what I want. Tony, I'm going to give people a job. Whether you use Kano clusters or not, or pile shuffling, please take a picture of you doing that and post it on social media with the hashtag Connell clusters. That's hashtag C O N N E L L C L U S T E R S. And post it. And make sure to tag us at Dice and Names and Chaz, which is Paradise Paradise. Tag each of us because I want Chaz to see this. Now, again, I understand riffle shuffling is statistically a much better mechanism. I totally get that. But this is just kind of, you know. Get back at Chaz for what he did to me. So again, please post on any social media, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, Kano clusters with the picture, and uh, I'll, I'll love you for it.
0: Is it all over,
2: Doc? I guess so.
3: We are so excited to have back to our show from Plant Hat Games, the vice president of research and design, the
4: man, the myth, and I will call him a legend. Isaac Vega. Isaac, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks, guys. I appreciate being here. It's always a blast. Wow, I gave him that big old intro and I was like, hey, thanks.
0: <laughs> you know, it's uh, I gotta eat in a few minutes. So there it on. is. There's the Isaac Vega laugh that we all come to love. Oh come Aww. on, dude. Where's the energy? Bring it up some cause I, I you know what? I just
4: ended my work day, all right. I didn't get that. I didn't get that dinner buffer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're actually holding you back from dinner right now. So, <laughs> oh, so man. yeah. Oh man, uh, I've been busy. That's where I've been. Been very, very busy. I, I'm sure you have, and Isaac, uh, we got, we just got tons of questions to ask of
3: everything. This it's been a roller coaster, for, I'm sure, for you guys in the past year mm-hmm. with your acquisitions from F to Z, and then Asmodee, and that I'm sure people's been pinging you with all sorts of questions on games like uh you know a, a dead of winter follow-up and ash's questions so we are just going to uh start tossing some stuff to you that people actually said hey would you mind asking these questions to isaac when you have them on? all so right let's see it. do that let's dive in all right, like right, let's just look at some history here. So uh, you guys, about a year or so ago, uh, uh, was purchased by Asmodee
4: North. Yep, it was announced at Gen Con last year, and everything went through in October of last year.
3: At Gen Con, you had your big release of Seafall, and it seemed like Plat Hat was just, man, it was just constantly stuff coming out from you guys and so many updates. But then after Seafall, things seemed to tell... Tell off a little bit and it's like where is
4: plat hat where's all the new games and everything so it was that just a rough transition for you guys well it wasn't so much of a rough transition it was just um we have a lot of stuff going on and trying to figure out who's dealing with what and what's going on where and as is a much bigger company than f2z so just meeting the people that work there and what they're what they're responsible for and what we're responsible for and all of those things it's it's a transition. Anybody that's been through um, that kind of that kind of uh, thing has no uh, knows that it's a it's a big deal. But it has been a fantastic one. We are we are so happy to be working with Asmodee. They have treated us absolutely wonderfully, and we are just we are just you know working on a whole bunch of stuff that we're just not quite ready to just start talking about everywhere. But luckily, that
0: time of silence is going to be ending very soon. <laughs> i Am not going to see a plaid hat? logo on a box or are we is plat hat keeping plat hat yeah of
4: course yeah we are still we are still our own company uh we still have you know the plat hat logo we are still keeping in with our brands what's nice about both of the transitions that have taken place is that both of them have very much wanted us to be plat hat games they don't want us to be something else and uh you know all the original team is here and then we've actually grown the team quite a bit over the last uh, a year. We have Jerry Hawthorne on full time, the designer of Mice and Mystics. We brought on a new graphic designer, um, and we also have a full-time writer now, uh Bistro, who's done a lot of writing for us in the past and was also the designer of Dungeon Run. So we are we are growing. We are we are um, still you know doing what we love to do and we're luckily getting the opportunity to do it even more effectively than we would have been without without these other companies help.
3: Now, you said that uh, there's a lot of projects that you said that are coming that you can't talk about, which means this is going to be a really short talk. <laughs> um, no, I know one that has been talked about and you've been putting on your website mm-hmm. since uh, spring is, I just forgot the name. It's uh, Crystal Clans.
4: Yes. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about that. What is that all about? So Crystal Clans is a, a dudes on the cards on the map uh, kind of uh, board game, much in the same vein as our you know flagship product, uh, Summer Wars. What you're doing here is that you're actually taking up different. Um, you're taking a different clan. Uh, each player will start with a different clan, and each clan has like its own little uh, abilities that they'll be able to use. And what's neat about this game is that you have this energy track that you're able to use to pay for cards, putting them on the board to move your units around. But every time you use um, energy on that track, it goes over and pushes towards your opponents. So then your opponent gets to go ahead and use the energy that you go in ahead and use, and you're constantly pushing back and forth. So you're trying to manage, hmm, how do I go ahead and put out the cards that I want to go ahead and use, um, but without giving my opponent a big swing on his next turn. So it's really neat. Uh, We're planning a lot of different factions coming out for this game. We have an amazing artist uh, named Martin Abel who has been doing a phenomenal job on this game and uh dave and kendall knocked out of the park on the graph design it's you know it's it's a really uh, something that we're really strong with something that we'd like to keep doing are these dudes and cards on a board type of games and uh, we're really proud of Crystal plans
0: all right so there's one down so you talked about that tony
3: hold on tony i'm surprised did you not catch the
0: mechanic that he mentioned yeah, I did, but I I don't want to dwell too much on it because then if it waits for another year, I'm going to be like, oh. No, no, so st- stop. This is
3: what we've been talking about. We've been uh, wanting that Lord of the Rings CCG mechanic where one side can put it do as much as they want to do, but for everything they do, it gives their opponent the chance to respond with the same amount of uh, resources.
0: I understand that, but once again, it's not here yet. Don't get my hopes up here and then crush me later. Oh, wait, it's, it's been way design. The vice president of design has decided that it will be held on. Uh-uh. Don't do this to me. Don't tease me. We are going to be
4: releasing it very soon, and there will be demos available at Gen Con for you nice. guys. Nice. All right. So, hey, you better have us a seat at the table, Isaac. Run run fast. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I definitely want to check check that out. So that's that's cool to hear. That that's uh coming soon. Hopefully,
4: hopefully 2017. I would love to talk about dates, but not at this time.
0: <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Understand. But soon, soon. Okay, fine. So I mean, obviously, I mean when, when we first saw Isaac come on the show here or to for the interview, I was like, no wonder they haven't been around. He's been on sabbatical. You should see this beard, people. Oh my god! Yeah, he's got
3: this <laughs> sweet beard going on over here. Yes. Why did you see this thing at Gen Con? That's yes, so thick all, and
4: form. We all went out, uh, and they, they as part of being part of Asmo Day, they they put you on a deserted island for a couple months and see who survives. <laughs> they want they want only the strongest employees <laughs> to continue through. So let me guess, and this is what this is what resulted this beard. Uh, so that means what? <laughs> colby's no longer with us oh Oh, no No, he's he's here he's here remember it's vp in the title (laughs) (laughs) now obviously another
3: white elephant that's in the room and it's right there it's taking up a lot of space Is everybody wants to know what the heck is going on with ashes now isaac you know from day one from a couple years ago when you showed me that game at origins i was absolutely blown away I've loved that game ever since. Mm-hmm. Early this year, you talked about two deluxe expansion boxes mm-hmm. coming out. We heard a lot, and then it was kind of like, then we haven't heard anything. So, what can you tell us about those expansions?
4: Now we did uh, we announced early on uh, this year that you know we had a lot of uh, issues with ashes and uh, delays and things that we did not expect. Luckily, uh, those things were being helped and resolved and moving forward, and we are going to have those deluxe expansions available at Gen Con for purchase, and they will be available to the market uh, shortly after, so we'll be announcing that at some point in the future soon. I got the first copies in here just a few days ago, and they look Phenomenal! So I'm very, very excited. That people finally get their hands on those, and uh, people will be will be rolling out more information on our website and through our uh, through our Twitter and things like that when we have that information for the fans. We understand that everybody's been waiting for a very long time, but uh, also you know uh, there's just there is just a lot of uh, things to handle with new productions and all that kind of stuff that we are trying to move forward, and uh, we are also going to have other decks and things to be previewing shortly after those as well so that was one fear that people thought after
3: these expansions that was it for ashes but that's not the case no
4: no no we already have we already have four other decks coming out after those so we are we are well on our way to moving forward with ashes we are not uh just releasing these deluxe expansions and then leaving everybody high and dry so they don't have to worry about that so is miss suarez the lead artist again Yeah, she's done an amazing, amazing job. Um, And if you guys haven't noticed, uh, she's recently uh, announced that she's doing a Patreon. So anybody who... Uh, enjoys her work and would like to see more of her work, definitely go and check her out. Now,
3: that was a, a lot of scuttlebutt on the uh, the forums and Reddit, too. It's like, uh-oh,
4: Fernanda's gone doing a Patreon. Is she still working with y'all more on Ashes? Well, well, like I said, we are ahead of the game on, <laughs> on decks, so we have some things done. Uh, back in the article that we previewed a while back, we had showed you guys some other Phoenixborns that were already finished and art was already done. Um, so as you can see, that there are we're ahead of the game on that kind of stuff, and we're moving forward with uh, those at this time. Fernanda finds herself with time to do Patreon. <laughs> so, so I wish her all the best support. And uh, every time that we have a new project, how we work here at Plaid Hat Games is that we go out and we commission artists for the contract for that time period. And then that, when that time period is finished, if we have some other work for them, we go ahead and start right away. If we don't, we go ahead and move forward with, uh, we go ahead and let them know, hey, as soon as we're ready to start back up again, and we have some more stuff for you. Here we go. And that's kind of how it works with all of our artists. So Fernanda's finding herself with some free time right now, and she's doing her own thing.
0: Okay. So my question is, did you have a lot of backlash from the ERIDA that y'all put out? errata
4: errata um er
3: hold on stop hold on hold on you said errata i I, I gave us something
0: for the show that i can have to apologize for another show okay (laughs) thanks mr senton all right quit
4: whenever errata is put out nobody wants to see that and me most of all (laughs) so yes we did get some people that were upset uh, about the fact that you know things are changing but we did it for the health of the game If people are familiar with other LCGs or CCGs, um, these types of games sometimes run into those issues. There are so many different kinds of combinations in card games that sometimes, even with a large amount of playtesting, large amounts of of diversity in groups, um, we don't see everything, we don't catch everything, we don't notice every single problem. And uh, when the community finds those problems that end up going in their favor, they tend to exploit them. And what we were seeing with um, the Enchanted Violinist is that, hey, this is becoming a huge problem. It was going into every single deck. It was becoming becoming the issue that needed to uh, be dealt with. And when we decided to do so, we did so with heavy hearts. And believe me, I did not want to change anything. <laughs> uh, but uh, we felt we had to. And I feel like it was the right move. And we are still trying to get those things out there to people in order. We're still planning on having an OP kit in which the Enchanted Violinist will be available in that OP kit. And uh, new productions of uh, the original master set will also have the corrected Enchanted Violinist inside of it as well, like we announced a while back.
3: Oh wow! So that took care of the next two questions. Was was that Op <laughs> Kit still coming? And you're going to re-release the core set again? You can't talk of specifics, but
4: at some point in time, that's your plan. Yeah, I can't. I can't let you guys know about dates or anything like that. But uh, yes, the, those are all in the in the plans. All right, but but the idea too is
3: that those kits will be able to get updated copies of the Enchanted Violinist for those of us who already have the original kits.
4: Uh, for the original, I mean the sets, original sets, sets, sets. Yes. yes, correct.
3: Yeah, yeah, perfect. And I know another thing that was too you, you, the updated rule sets. Will that come out at the same time as the core set, or we might get those in
4: advance? What is the plan is that we hope to be releasing um an updated rule set uh before Gen Con, before the tournaments, um, so you guys will be seeing that. It's more going to be a format like an FAQ that's uh updated, and we'll be announcing more of that information. As we have it, like any sort of rules or anything that we announce that's, you know, official from the company, we want to make sure it's been through its paces. We want to make sure it's been tested and talked about. So sometimes those things take time. And that's why you guys
0: haven't seen anything like that out yet. So tournament what? I know I wouldn't be invited. There's a tournament at Gen Con. <laughs> yes. You, could, you don't have to be invited. You just go sign up for it. <laughs> you just go
3: sign up for it. He's lost. There, there's. N- yeah, you found your card. You can go play now.
0: Yeah, I did so well at last year at Origins and coming in last and carrying uh, just the prizes to the place and carrying home nothing. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds like fun at Gen Con.
3: (laughs) Yeah, that that is true.
0: Yeah, that that did happen.
3: (laughs) You know, talking about ashes, uh, is there still, is it pretty much been put to bed that this will not fall under the LCG umbrella? Is there still any talk of that potentially?
4: Uh, It will not fall into the LCG umbrella. There is we, like I said, uh, Asmodee and Plat Hat Games are uh, Plat Hat Games and Fantasy Flight are two separate entities. We are we are Plat Hat Games. We are our own thing, and uh, we are continuing as our own kind of brand. So we want to make sure that that doesn't get confused on the markets as well.
0: So when Dead of Winter was released, Plat Hat talked about how they were going to put it in different. Uh, settings like space and things like this. This is going to be a short question, by the way, Mark, because I know I already know the answer. Is there still plans for that? <laughs>
4: There are crossword games being worked on, and we will announce
0: them when we can talk about. It. <laughs> okay, your turn, Marty. That was quick. I told you.
3: <laughs> Wait, a minute. I didn't have another one ready. I thought that was going to be a long. Okay,
0: one. then I got another. I got another one for you. Okay, you ready? We know, unfortunately, Tail Feathers didn't do as well as it needed to, but Mice and Mystics was always a strong one for y'all. Still, some, mm-hmm. still a lot of play in that. Still. Still good flow on Mice and Mystics? Are we seeing possibly something on that front?
4: Yeah, Mice and Mystics is still running as a wonderful juggernaut for us. Its uh, Sales have done amazing for us, and people still ask about it all the time. Uh, and, uh, the Mystics designer, Jerry Hawthorne, is actually going to be uh, showing off his new project at Gen Con that I would love, love, love to talk about, but that is a Gen Con spectacle release or not release not release (laughs) but preview uh there that you guys will be able to see um and he is very excited to show that off as well talking about the games that you are going, so that's the two main games you're going to be showing there you're going to be showing that
3: and you're going to be showing uh crystal clans and for new stuff that you can buy it's going to be the new ashes expansion decks at, at gen con right
4: also we will have um uh crossfire as well And uh, Dead of Winter Warring Colonies, as well as uh, people – we had events for Dead of Winter Warring Colonies, but uh, they, I believe, all sold out. (laughs) People are super excited about those. We're also going to have uh, the Dead of Winter comic book that will be sold at our booth. And uh, the artist and uh, writer for that will be at our booth uh, signing copies for anybody interested as well.
3: Now the the war and colonies man I totally forgot about that. That's I cuz I was excited about that. So that's the where you basically take two dead of winners and you got two clans that kind of warring against each
4: other, right? Exactly, exactly. Uh Tim- Timothy Meyer and Colby took lead on this project and they did a phenomenal job of really trying to create this awesome uh experience where 10 up to 10 players could go ahead and play Arounds with this epic battle in which they're they're constantly trying to vie for power and <laughs> win the game uh of surviving through the apocalypse <laughs> and there's lots of fun stuff going on there there's even a timer that people have to worry uh go on turns fast so it doesn't it doesn't drag and doesn't last too long either
3: tony so uh, we'd share with our audience earlier that uh we're doing this big halloween party at my house this uh fall called boo bq We're having a barbecue and bringing in, playing some Halloween games. A 10-player game of this, Tony, would be a blast.
0: As long as there's not too much downtime, you know I'm in it. Because, I mean, for me, it'd be like, okay, is that colony done over there? Well, what about-
3: Well, he said he took care of the downtime. There's a
0: clock. Both colonies are actually playing at the same time. Okay, I like that. That sounds good. So how about, uh, oh, I don't know, uh, maybe Summoner Wars? There's no
4: uh, Summoner Wars uh, content coming out at Gen Con. Sorry about that, guys, uh, for those of you interested. But like I said, for those of you uh, looking to scratch that itch, uh, Chris, the plans is going to be right up your alley.
3: And we didn't go into detail, but tell us a little bit of detail about the uh, the Specter Ops-themed party game. A social deduction game.
4: Yeah, so Crossfire, what's really neat about Crossfire is that it plays in three minutes. So <laughs> it's it's super, oh, super man. quick. That's good. Super, super quick. Um, and what's neat about that is that unla- uh, unlike a lot of other uh, social deduction games, you're actually going to be able to look at the cards next to you, next uh, 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 the players next to you, and switch out cards you kind of have a little bit more information than most other um, hidden role games. And using that information in order to figure out who is the person that you're supposed to kill, who is the person that you're supposed to defend, um, really creates a lot of interesting chaos and a lot of uh, fun during that three-minute time period. It's one of those games that people are going to love to play again and again and again and again. And the the game actually turned out super beautiful. We had an, an artist named Gen Z... And uh, she's actually well known for doing uh, video games like Transistor and uh, Bastion. And she's doing a lot of cool stuff. So uh, to have her work with us on that project was an absolute blast. Emerson had been working on that game for a while. And we had had it hidden away for a couple of years. And it's fun to see it finally release.
0: Okay, because I was going to say, Isaac, I mean, I remember playing this with Emerson at Origins last year. His beta alpha version of this and yeah and it was actually you're right marty this is one of those few social deduction games that i actually did not mind i like that concept of being there was more deduction that you could do in this so now i am excited about this three minutes oh man it's right up my alley
3: And for the, it's, uh, the designers, Emerson Matsuuchi, we didn't ever say the full name, but, you know, a uh, big time designer, he designed uh, Specter Ops, you know, we just played uh, Century Spice Road we talked about earlier, and the guy just knows how to make good, fun games. Uh, I'm going to be picking this up, uh, Tony, at Gen Con, because I think this could be a fun Gen Con game just to pull out and
0: play anytime. Yeah, good filler. I like this. I enjoyed it back a year or two years ago. no, it was a year ago.
4: Emerson is just one of those designers that I'm super jealous of all the time because he takes these he takes these very simple mechanics and puts them together in an elegant, elegant way and makes everybody be able to learn his games almost instantaneously and I just have not learned how to do that. All my things are too big. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and kind of going back to the, one of the first games we talked about, because it just popped in my mind, on the uh, the Crystal Clans, is the idea
4: to do some organized play support for that, for tournaments and stores and everything? Right now, we haven't announced anything yet. But uh, once once we have some more uh, information on how Crystal Clans is doing, we'll definitely be talking about that soon.
3: Uh, so that's a yeah.
4: Because uh, this
3: game is just built for some sort of uh, tournament, you know, organized play structure, just like Summoner Wars was. Isaac's just now nodding his head because he can't say anything. So I'm, I'm, putting, I'm putting words in his mouth right now. He's just sitting there looking at me nodding. Yeah, yeah okay. you can say whatever you
4: want, but I'm not going to say anything. That's just a nervous tick that I do. It's just, it happens all the time. It's gotten me in so much trouble. <laughs> It's the weight of the beard, man. He's gotta remember snap his, his head back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait when you guys see this thing. This is pretty do, do you put anything in that? Do you wax it or anything or Oh yeah. Definitely you have to put in the, the beard oil and stuff like that. <laughs> I, i'm jealous tony i can't i can't grow a manly beard like that right there that's pretty awesome and the only beard we got
3: going
0: out of our ears or our old age is killing us <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, sheesh. That, that's too much information no, i think at that point maybe we should call it a night isaac what booth are you going to be at at gen con oh my gosh i cannot even tell you unfortunately <laughs>
4: i I threw that one out there too quick we will we will be there (laughs) i don't know the number i don't have that information on me unfortunately
3: (laughs) can you tell us some things like uh like last year there were some games that were kind of hard to get seafall being one were the expansions for ashes or these other games coming out are they going to be in
4: short supplies one of those things you better be there thursday you don't have a chance to get it Um, I know that we're going to have a decent supply of the deluxe expansions. I am not 100% on what the supply will be for the others, Um, but I'm sure that we're going to have something that is not going to be – I don't think it's not going to run out on the first day. That would be amazing. (laughs) But but, uh, yeah, I mean you never know with Gen Con. (laughs) We've never been able to anticipate – how things have worked out like <laughs> like we I, I certainly didn't know that dead of winter was going to be the hit that it was when we had that and i didn't know that ashes would sell out either so it's just it's just one of those things we never know so if you if you really want something as always try to be there uh as early as possible because sellouts do happen but for those of you participating in the ashes tournament We are going to make sure that, at least for those participating in the constructed one, um, you will have access to purchasing uh, the Deluxe Expansion, so you don't have to worry about uh, not being able to get a copy for your uh, competitive deck. And speaking of purchasing, do you know the
3: MSRP for the new games coming out? Has that been announced?
4: No, so I'm going to have to say I can't say because I'm not 100% sure if they were announced.
3: <laughs> so. Because because this is the first time that you're releasing with the ashes a set of new dice. So I think people were wondering what that was going to be.
4: Yeah, so I definitely um, advise for people to check out our website. I'm sure we'll be announcing the prices um, either shortly before GenKind on, on there or uh, we'll definitely let people know beforehand. And with your other products like you've done
3: in the past, you've allowed people to go in pre-order. Uh, and have it sent directly to them from plat Hat, will that be the same with these games?
4: Our pre-order system on some of our products is taking a little bit of time to set up. Well, there was some behind-the-website kind of stuff that we've been dealing with. I am unsure as to which items will be available for pre-order, but we do want to make sure that as many of them as possible will be available. I believe it was is going to be announced soon that Ashes, the Deluxe expansions will be available for pre-order after Gen Con, but I'm not 100% sure on that. So just stay tuned to our website and you will see that information. If you guys follow us on Twitter, um, you guys can definitely see us announcing, uh, that information once
0: it becomes available. Well, Isaac, we appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule, coming down off the mountain and talking to us. Okay. I mean, we know you were us so bad. No, you can finally coming back in from the island, not the mountain, coming off the island. We appreciate that. I hope
4: to be on these kinds of things more often, very soon. <laughs> so, so don't you worry. Um, and, uh, You'll be seeing a little preview from me as well at Gen Con. so uh, Oh, teaser. We got a last minute teaser. That. Yeah, yeah. So definitely definitely come by the booth and look at things because it's going to be a fun fun spectacle for the eyes for sure. Plaid hats, definitely, definitely breaking that silence in a, and it's going to be in a fun, interesting way. I think you guys are going to be very excited. That's exciting. We
3: love Plat Hat. We love the products you're coming out with. We've just been sad that there hasn't been the plethora of products coming out over the past year, but it sounds like you guys are ramping up again. Uh, we're definitely going to keep an eye on it. And
4: if people want to go find out more from you, where can they go to on the web? Uh, they can go to plathatgames.com And if they want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Isaac's Ashes. And uh, they can go ahead and reach out to me to me by email at isaac at com. and there's also uh, the twitter handle
3: i believe for plat hat is plat hat games at plat yes, hat, hat games everybody follow there like them on facebook and you can uh, stay up to date because isaac has like i said before we got on he said now i've got to be hush hush about a lot of this so it's not like we're getting any scoops here while we're off the air or anything either so i'll be following your social media sites because i'm very anxious too about what you guys are doing and we're excited to see you at uh, gen con isaac Cool, well, cool excited to see you guys too and other
0: fans. Yep, Gen Con's on us and the Broken Token will definitely be there with all the great new organizers that they have. You've got Terraforming Mars, Spoils of War, and I'm sure even though it's taking them a while to get them done, that Gloomhaven organizer will be there. So if you are interested in upping your game by purchasing a broken token organizer be sure to swing by their booth at gen con they have plenty of accessories as well i mean some of these metal coins just really can bling out your game an awesome awesome opportunity also be sure to go to their website they occasionally put some organizers on sale at the time of this recording gloomhaven was so you never do know what they have so be sure to check out thebrokentoken.com You have heard Marty and I talk about our gaming adventures with two good buddies of ours, Mark Kale and Nathan Bevins. Now these two guys put up with our shenanigans and you know what? We thought we'd give them a chance to pay us back. They're going to join us for discussions on games that we force them to play. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> they're made to play these games and it is a segment we're calling
3: the scurry report. These guys know what they're talking about. And this It'd be great to have a couple other voices on here, especially when we get together and we play these games, we have all these great stories and anecdotes, and we especially thought about using them as we want to delve into some more classic games to bring those guys on to compare. How do those classic games compare to now? Now, the first game that we're going to be doing is not a classic game, but it's one that I think is going to be pretty interesting to talk about that's going to be coming out at Gen Con. And people may wonder, Tony, what is a scurry?
0: I didn't even know until we looked up, but a scurry is a group of squirrels, right? Yeah, it's a herd of squirrels. Okay, maybe a herd's not a... Okay, anyway, yeah, that's a group of squirrels, a scurry.
3: And it's also typically what we do when we get to having to record, we scurry about trying to get everything ready to go. So without further ado, let's introduce you to our first ever scurry report. (laughs)
0: And joining us tonight in the Screwport, I have, to my left, is Mark Kale. Now, Mark Kale has been on the show before. He did the board game math trade with us. And I, my goodness, Mark, that must have been, oh many 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 moons ago correct that was that was a long time ago and we appreciate you coming back on the show even after it's been many moons right yeah that was back at episode um exactly that's exactly (laughs) how long it's gone but marty who is sitting next to you and to
3: my right we have nate bivens who we mentioned on the show before who is actually a published game designer Thank you. Thank you very much. welcome welcome to the show. Nate, I say publish, but you got some stuff coming out, right? That's right, yeah.
2: None of my games are actually out that you would know of yet. Uh, Within the next year, (laughs) you will.
3: (laughs) Can can you say what they are, who they're with?
2: Yeah, I can. Uh, Coming out this fall from Quick Simple Fun Games, I have a co-design with Robert Burke called Overpowered Arena. And later this fall, I think October timeframe, I have a game coming out with Foxtrot and Renegade Games called Sunday Split.
3: Nice, nice. Now, the reason why we're having these guys on the show, and we've talked about these guys before. These these two guys have become like our, our gaming buddies, the ones that we sit down and try out of these games with. And, and Tony, you and I, when we review the games, we are like, well, you're always giving like thoughts and stuff that these guys have given. So we thought, why don't I just have them on the show instead of stealing their ideas and stuff? They can just tell the audience
0: or taking full credit for either way. I, you know, fine. If I can't take credit for their thoughts, that's good. Now, everybody's our gaming buddy. Don't, don't. Yes. Play yeah. I, I'm don't. sorry. I, I apologize. These are the guys we sucker. I mean,
3: we get to sit down and play a lot of the new games that uh, we get in to, in order for our reviews. And everything. we tolerate them on a weekly basis. <laughs> that's what it's getting, yeah,
0: that's that's, getting at. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. It's are gaming buddies. Cause they actually put up with us. Yeah. And you know, tonight was amazing. First time ever. Mark Kell did not screw up a role. Oh
1: yes. <laughs> so, the night's early. The night is early. <laughs>
3: For people who listen to our previous episodes, whenever we talk about somebody messing up something, more often than not, it's going to be Mark who did not hear a rule, but we'll claim that we never told him what that rule was. It's just
1: been lignos and, and ethnos.
2: And,
0: well, no, well we never mind, never mind. You mean Lignose? Oh, yeah, you're perfect for this show, man.
2: Did you do that on purpose?
0: So, Mark, I do have a quick question. And thank you so much for taking time out from your busy schedule. Now, are you ready for
1: Mega Moose Well, I'm getting there. I'll put it like that. As of right now, we've got 16 days to go. We opened the doors at 6 p.m. on August the 4th. The escape room, we got play tested. You guys helped us out with that. I really appreciate it. That was last weekend, so it's good to go. Uh, We've got registrations coming in on a daily basis. Uh, we're hammering out the uh, albino moose prize swap that we're gonna have going on. All of us have a very confused look on
3: our face. Moose? Albino yeah. moose? The moose yeah.
0: cannot hide in the woods if it's albino.
3: <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're gonna do a, a
0: fun little
1: thing. It's just gonna be it's gonna be like a white elephant type thing. At some point in there, there's gonna be actions that people take also, and you don't have to bring a game. We're going to provide the games for everyone. So basically, it's just a way to get a prize, and we'll do a little fun thing. In addition to several, we've got a Destiny tournament going on. Uh, We've got uh, several other tournaments
0: going on. Okay, you got stuff going on. All right, but more importantly, what was going on tonight is we sat down and played Summit, the board game. I'm glad they put the board game on the box, because I would have been clueless without it being there. I think there were
3: other games called Summit. I went out there and there searched is. on uh, Board Game Geek, and there was other things called Summit, so I had to put in uh, the board game. And this is by Inside Up Games and designer Connor Magui, who is the like nicest guy in the world because he's Canadian. It's the, We don't know what it is with these Canadians. I mean, you know, everybody, when you go to these conventions and everything, there's usually like uh, usually like you go and hug somebody. Hey, good to see you. And when you leave, you'll like hug them again. Connor, like every time I saw him at Origins, he could like, "Hey, buddy!" and like gave this big old bear hug. So it's it's just something
0: in that Canadian water. I don't know what it is. I don't know. He's actually got something on the board game that talks about being the oh proudly Canadian. That's what's on the board game. It's proudly Canadian. Well, that's awesome. So first off, this game is a race up the mountain where you are trying to. We played it now competitively. Yes, there are actually two modes that two modes of this game there's
3: competitive and co-op And the the co-op actually has a solo player mode so there's actually three <laughs> modes to this game solo co-op competitive but uh we all said yeah we're gonna do some little bit of backstabbing we decided to play competitive tonight
0: and with this crew it's a good thing that we did competitive
1: <laughs> well if anybody knows knows me they know that backstabby is like
0: my wheelhouse I've never backstabbed anyone. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Mark is known for being the Cylon in everybody's uh, Battlestar Galactica game. So anyway, but anyway, we're racing. But more importantly, I'm amazed. But once again, this game was all about victory points. Now, here we go. Just let it go. <laughs> yes, most ninety-five
3: percent of the games that we play are gonna be decided by victory points. And that's
0: important. So
3: why is it that important? Just make sure if I got an idea. Why don't we just assume it's victory points unless it's something different? It's much better if it's money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, that's a good one. It's totally different. <laughs> totally different. <laughs> so this game, as we said, has multiple modes and it plays up to six players. And in this uh, in the game you are playing as was it, Mountaineers. They're trying to climb up the mountain, and you got this really nice board here, and you got these triangle tiles that you're going to be placing on the board as you're trying to scale the ropes going up the mountain. And it also, it has this, almost a Robinson Crusoe effect because there's these weather dice. And after your turn, you're going to roll some dice, and you're going to resolve weather effects, whether it be blizzards or there's actually a sunny day. Sunny day on the mountain. Sunny right. day on the mountain. Yeah. Somebody learned. Yeah, so on your turn, you're going to have one of several actions you're going to do. You're going to use... Uh, you're going to move up the certain amount of movement points that you have. You can play some new tiles as you go up. Uh, you can try to remove bad things from you. And you're trying... Halfway up the mountain, there's a base camp. And you get to base camp. You can reload supplies. You try to get all the way to the top. And then you race back down. And the, you're going to uh, get victory points along the way so the first person who goes into base camp will get first place victory points first place to the summit gets more victory points back coming back down to the base camp or the uh, halfway point all the way down to the base camp so that's really kind of it in a nutshell except along the way you are trying
0: to really mess up the other people that are playing with. You. yeah you're messing up that karma and there's a karma track that gives you victory points so i mean many 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 mechanics are going on here many 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 small or a lot a lot. Okay. A lot of things happening here. So now of all these mechanics, Nate, which ones were your favorite, do you think?
2: Um uh, my favorite mechanic definitely is the player board, and, and what that does is it tracks your food, your oxygen, your weight, and your health, and ultimately your speed. What's really interesting to me there is the trade-off. You're trying to decide whenever you start the game how much food and oxygen to take up with you on the mountain, but the more more supplies you take up with you, the more weight you carry and the slower you go. As you move up the mountain, you're using some of your supplies and you're dropping weight uh, and you're going faster and faster. Also, there are item cards in the game that we haven't talked about and these are very powerful, They but the more powerful item cards add weight, which slow you down even further. So the most interesting decisions in the game are how much supply, how you manage your supplies on all the different parts of the mountain and then which items to keep. I have to
1: say, I agree uh, with the player boards. I mean, whoever designed this, that was genius. I mean, that you move everything and it's marked really well and laid out really well so everything you move it makes sense how you move the things below it you know that you're carrying more weight or
3: less weight and then that affects your movement so that's that's really well done yeah thematically i think that's one of things really jumped out to people and these boards uh connor did a really good job of getting these boards manufactured where it's like double layer uh of cardboards where you got the little cubes like you may see in um terraforming mars except they're used to mark spaces on the board and they're, they're actually indented. So it's kind of a scythe-ish. Scythe has the same sort of little in, indented right, boards and exactly. the same thing here. Yeah. So when you knock the board, cubes don't go flying all over right. the
0: place. Now, we'll have to admit, one of us here at the table tonight had trouble keeping up with his weight <laughs> and his speed. And it's okay, Mark. I understand you not having to point that out that I was screwing it up, but that's all right. <laughs> uh, thank you for being kind to me. Now, what surprises me on my side is you said Canadian, and yet... There's these karma cards that can mess people up. I thought this was supposed to be a nice game. But no, you can play and really mess people up. However, this group was kind. I I don't get that. So
3: I thought we were going to be playing with you guys. And it was just going to be just really messing everybody else up and screwing everybody else up. But Nate, what we found out was when we saw that karma is also victory points, we actually took it a little bit easy on each other.
2: Yeah, the first, I'd say, quarter of the game, I was so excited about these karma cards I had in my hand. I was ready to unleash them upon uh, my enemies. And then I discovered they're worth victory point. Uh, None of the karma cards for me, or very few of them, really felt like they were worth the victory point loss until I hit the top of the karma track. Once you hit the top of the karma track at 12 points, you can't go up anymore. And so I was incentivized to use some of the karma cards to attack you guys. But until that point, if I was really trying to win the game, I just sat on my karma cards mostly.
0: But if you could have played some negative karma cards to, say, kill off Mark. Oh, yeah, that would totally have been worth it. (laughs) Exactly. Of course. So there's where you kind of say, okay, that reduces their ability to get victory points, and therefore you could be the lone man on the mountain. Now, Mark, you and I were the last to reach the summit, but yet you were the first one down. Well, that was because I had
1: a couple of cards that helped me like really move. Once I started down the mountain, I mean, I boogied down
3: the mountain. Well, that's one of the cool things too. Thematically, Connor did a really good job with some of these item cards. You got skis. Didn't make any sense going up the mountain, but once you got to the top, you could use your skis and come down a lot quicker than you went up. Right. They doubled my movement. Mm -hmm. And
1: and that was after I even got a, a really late start compared to everyone else because I hit a place on the board where there was a crevasse. (laughs) and I couldn't cross, and because of the placement of the tiles, I actually had to backtrack all the way back to the base camp and start over, essentially, when everyone else was already up the mountain a little bit.
2: Yeah, I was happy to see that even though you had such a bad start, like a terrible start, that you weren't out of the game. It wasn't like we knew who was going to be the winner halfway through uh, in terms of the race down the mountain. Actually, in terms of victory points, we didn't know who was going to win really Mm -hmm. until the very end. And so there, there, I mean, runaway leader is a funny joke to make, but there really wasn't one here. No. Right.
3: I mean, Mark was the first one off the mountain, but didn't win the game overall. Right. Uh, because you did not, uh, you know, you your placement as you were going up the mountain at the halfway and the summit was behind a couple other people.
1: Right. I was behind everybody going up the mountain. I was the very last one to make it to the summit partially because of my late start and then Nate it was contagious and I didn't want to catch what he had, <laughs> you know, so that I couldn't go on that tile. So that held me up. So so everybody kind of got a jump on me, but but I did make it up as far as the movement goes because I was so behind on the victory points. I couldn't
0: make that up. And I think, Marty, for me, some of my my favorite part of the game was the event die mm-hmm. and creating the events. These events were, were actually, even though they were mean, they were kind of fun, contagious Nate. I yeah, mean, you know, I had altitude sickness. Yeah. I'm just like this. Go or flip this card over. Oh no! Now you've got a crevasse. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that to me I found to be very enjoyable about this game. I was kind of disappointed in the tiles and and how they became a non-factor when we were. The tile. well i well here's the thing is we didn't
3: run across any of the tiles on the way down that caused like avalanches or flip the tiles over because i have seen games before where on the way down the tiles below you would get affected and flipped then you got to use your uh each turn you're going to have three tiles in your hand that you can put on the board as a way to change your path down so in some games i've, I've talked to people where you had to alter the path coming down because the path going up has gone Right. And
1: I had a couple of the karma cards that when I was coming back down would have let me do that kind of thing. Uh, it would like flip a tile directly below me. But then everybody that's on that tile descends. Yeah. And so it ended up it would actually be helping them. Mm. You know, if
3: I had gotten that going up the mountain, then that would have been a different story. There's a lot of variability in the game because of the event cards. The ver- event cards really do change the game. So the basic game is pretty much the same every time you play is what actions you're taking and everything and how you're ascending up the mountain. But it's the events that will alter the paths as you play. It will alter the items that everybody has. And there's a big stack of items that you can get. There's a big stack of karma cards that can uh, totally affect people. Now, some of the cards are are, are bonuses. Yeah. Uh, we talked about karma cards hurting people. There were some that actually help others in order to go up that karma track to try to get more victory points. That's
1: what I was going to mention when Nate was talking about them. Uh, I mean, yeah, you can shoot all the way to the top to 12 and then use them as you go down, but you could also use two, you know, and then gain one and use, you know, use one, gain two, and just do it kind of slowly and try to get up to the top two.
2: Yeah, I agree. That's something I'd like to see on future plays, is I would like to try to use those karma cards through the ascent. Uh, up the mountain a little more liberally than I did, and then see if I can make up the lost karma along the way down. Right, because once you max out of that twelve, you really have limited yourself on what your hand options are and and kind of your gameplay style.
3: Although what's nothing cool about the player boards, I was looking at they're they're asymmetric, so yeah. they they're not. Uh, everybody has a little bit different. Everybody has a unique ability, and the way that the stats are laid out on the card are different per yeah. person. And on the uh, on the rule book, they have a they have a he did a great job of on your first game, set up your characters like this. But what's really cool is, is before we start at the mountain, you can decide how much oxygen you want to carry, how much food you want to have. But you'll be negatively impacted by the weight that you're going to carry. So you can make all these decisions before you even start the game. Again, another variability of the game.
2: Yeah. And that's something I'd like, again, I'd like to try on a, on future plays is how I set up my player board, how much supplies to take up the mountain. Like I mentioned, I'd like to go lean one time and try to make it to the halfway point and then reload, or maybe you load up and then skip the halfway point and just try to make it all in one go. And then also, you know, with the base game, you draft the item card. That would be really interesting to see, you know, how you draft uh, very powerful cards with heavy weight or kind of some minor cards, but that don't cost you any weight.
1: That's what I did when I went up the mountain. uh, When I reached that halfway point, if you remember, I could only move like three when I came out of there because I was so heavy on my uh, on my food and my oxygen because I didn't want to stop on the way back down because I knew I had the sled. I mean, not the sled, but the skis. And so I wanted to be like, okay, I can just zoom through there and I don't have to waste a turn there. And it, it worked out, but it didn't win me anything. So,
0: <laughs> And for me, I mean, I had the character that looks like Uzma from um, The Emperor's New Groove. I believe that's correct. Oh, let um, me see that card. All, all right, right Uzma, let me Uzma,
3: see. Does it not look like Uzma? That looks like Uzma. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Nailed, it. Yeah. Nailed it. Nailed it. Overall, I, I, maybe the character's wrong and someone can correct me on a future episode where I have to apologize again. But I mean, overall, in the point spread, I thought for sure, looking at as we were going up in the position tracks, I thought for sure our point spread would be greater than it was. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it was what, 19 to, uh, what'd you win by, Two, Marty? It was 19 to 26. 26. 19 yeah, it was really like, tight. Yeah. 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 So, you know, you never really know on the runaway, was there a runaway leader, I kind of began near halfway down my descent. I'm like, I'm not even close in this game. There's no reason for do that. So I'm just like, how can we, you know, do something to hurt people to go back down? And I said, you know, it's not worth. Yeah. So I thought I was way behind, but well, I was
3: close. I
1: will say that if you looked at the karma track, like if I had kept my karma at the top, then I could have possibly won the game.
3: Yes. But you so, did. But I did.
2: <laughs> and you may not have finished first if you hadn't used some of those karma cards to get there. Th- that yeah, that is like, also,
3: remember true. you you basically passed me because you uh, hindered my movement. Uh, one time on the way down, you cut my speed by 2. Right, and let's face it, backstabbing's
0: better than winning anyway. <laughs> uh, I've played BSG with you before? Yes, that's, that's correct. <laughs> so, I mean, for me, I, I think overall was some it's a very entertaining game. I enjoyed trying to figure out how to put the tiles down because I stink. You talking about you talking about the uh, tiles uh, for, uh, with the ropes? With the ropes, them. yeah. And, and we didn't mention this, you know. Certain ropes cause you to spend mm, oxygen. Good Some point. are slippery and they're um, harder for you to climb up. That's a neat aspect to it. I like how he did that with the colors of the ropes. But you know, I'm over here with spatial relations, going, okay, which way does this go? This go? So that in itself was a game to me, just trying to figure out how to put the ropes together, and then y'all completed the path for me. And I didn't have to worry about that. I, I do like another aspect of the game we didn't talk about
3: as far as the, as the weather die. There was actually one side of the die that was a blizzard. Right. And every time a blizzard occurred, it affected everybody on the board unless you happen to be in a camp. But there's a blizzard track on the side of the board. And actually, if you have 14 blizzards, then the game is over. Right. Everybody dies and basically just count up your victory points right there. So there's almost like this other element that the game is playing against you. It, but as you're also get, playing against the other players I will say that I, I did use that to try to kill off Nate
2: yeah I was uh, really close to dying at yeah, once. Right. At top of the mountain I reached the t- summit first and I was very low on health I was low on supplies and everybody was looking at me like a bunch of sharks circling
1: <laughs> <laughs> well I was I was hoping if I took away all your food and your health was so low that there would be blizzard rolled and then you would you would die out because of it but it ultimately it didn't happen.
2: Yeah, I got lucky on a few rolls. That is one thing. I mean, this is a this is supposed to be a fairly light, fun, dice-rolling, event-laden, take-that game. So, I mean, I, I got lucky. I survived off the top of the mountain. I probably should have died. Poor strategy and whatnot, but, you know,
0: better lucky than good sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and sure. I like how the car you're playing these karma cards, and the dice could just come right back and slap. you. And, and I enjoy the dice. I, I really think that. I really like one of my items, which was my sleeping foam which healed me if I rolled a sunny day on the mountain or a single snowflake came down and kissed my cheek and woke me up gently from my sleeping phone. I increased my health by one. Okay, everybody's looking at me. What are you saying? I'm writing my (laughs) own flavor text here. Oh, by the way, the flavor text was really good. Yeah, the flavor There's text a, on the Karma cards. My awesome.
3: favorite <laughs> my favorite was uh, there was a, a card called uh, Cheat Codes. Yeah. or it gave you a bunch of stuff. And the flavor text at the bottom was the cheat code for, was it Contra? Which is? A, B, A, no, B, A. Oh, I don't know. What is it? Left, right, left, right. A, B, A, start. Oh,
0: oh, oh, Maybe I don't even know <laughs> And some of us don't even know that So it would have been wasted on us uh, yeah. I appreciate y'all explaining that I just kept light.
2: trying it until I got it right
3: that, That's true, yeah, but uh, I thought the, that was, that was uh, really good I tell you, this game is going to be This game was actually a hot game at Origins A, l- a lot of people were checking it out uh, Going by his booth This was a Kickstarter last year uh that has just recently come out and he will have uh inside up games will have a booth set up at gen con in case you want to go check this out and also tony and i have already talked about this we're going to be doing a charity event well, we're going to be uh, uh, be playing the game with some other people, like some people from Blue Peg, Pink Peg, and Braun Brothers, and Stephanie Straw, while Tony and Rob from Blue Peg, Pink Peg will be narrating the game or commentating on the game. We'll
0: be commentating and mocking.
3: Mocking, yeah. That that <laughs> that will be easy targets for the mocking. And that's going to be Thursday night, I believe at 9 o'clock. But uh, Tony will have a link in the website for the Gen Con event, so you can go sign up. Again, it's a charity event, so all money that we make will go towards... Uh, charity of our choice, and you can just come out
0: and root us on as well. I'm sure it will be a lot more backstabby than it was here. So for the Scurry Report, gentlemen, let me hear some final thoughts beginning with Mr. Kale.
1: I like the game. Uh, I was just a little disappointed in the uh, karma cards because it's it's really hard to play the backstabby part of them and stay in the game as far as if you're going to try to win the game. But other than that, yeah, I like it. Overall, I think it's a good game. Uh, I'd play anytime.
2: Uh, for me, uh, in terms of complexity, this is a blue slope, so it's not bunny slope or green, but it's not the black diamond or double black diamond either. This is kind of right in the middle in terms of strategy. That I was a little frustrated for a take that game to have such swingy event cards. Like Marty got an event one time that was just take an extra turn, mm-hmm. and you leaped ahead of me. Uh, down the mountain. Uh that was a little frustrating. I'm kind of on my board, I'm managing the cubes and planning my speed very carefully and then an event happens that, you know, maybe gives somebody an extra turn or something. Overall though, I think I had fun. I really like placing the tiles. I really like managing my supplies and speed. And uh I w- I'd
3: play it again. Yeah. And what's cool there is the co-op perspective that we didn't even play. Yeah. So that kind of removes some of that stuff. And uh, Mark's like, no, no co-op. No, he <laughs> also competitive. I but that try is it. cool to have multiple modes uh, within one base game. So if you don't want to deal with the karma cards and stuff, you can work together as a team to try to help each other up and back down the mountain. And the uh, at that point the you're kind of playing against the game at that point as far as the blizzard and everything. So I love a game that has multiple modes in it. We talked about this on the last episode uh, with The Lost Expedition where they had solo mode and competitive and cooperative. Uh, I'm the same way with this one.
0: For me, I think it comes down to the tiles. I was hoping for a little bit more interaction with the tiles, but I think it's just how they came out and got drawn because there are a ton of tiles in this game. I really, really, really enjoyed the event cards. I think that's what made this game for me. Now, we started out with two base camps. We started out with the basic play, learn to play, so I think that will change a lot for us oh yeah this is this is just like a first game impression so yeah. this really isn't really a total review or anything
3: like that it's just like here's what we felt we, we played it we said let's pull out the mics let's talk about it and uh and just Fun get game. everybody's feelings oh yeah i mean Great it's game. kind of an interesting mix between a euro and a trash. and i think all of us are more treating it like a euro but i think you could totally play it like more of a meritrash game too yeah. where it's like yeah. yeah i'm just trying to screw over the other person too i don't think you could too and and i wouldn't i would like to try it on the harder harder versions you know to see how that goes that is kind of cool too that he has uh, what one two three four different like levels of difficulty four or five different levels of difficulty and uh that's neat too because you can make the mountain longer so you have to uh, traverse a, a further area, plus have more negative effects from those weather rolls. I talked to a lot of people where it's like where the game did end after the blizzard occurred and, and, the, and the game was over. And that's, and that's kind of a, almost a push your luck thing. It's like, how far can I get before that blizzard hits and takes us all out? And the, the higher you go on the blizzard track, the more food and oxygen you're going to lose along the way. So it, it's really brutal.
2: Yeah, I could definitely see this if you do a higher difficulty level, almost being like Clank, where the pusher lug is there with the supplies, especially. This one was fairly forgiving, but you could definitely get uh, halfway up the mountain and die and hope you have enough points or try to play it safe and go slower down the mountain.
3: Gentlemen, thank you so much for coming on for the first uh, Scurry Report. Mark, again, when is Mega MooseCon? And again, Mark is heading up that convention that we'll be excited to attend in a few weeks. That is uh, August 4th, 5th, and 6th. Uh, It's in Richburg, South
1: Carolina, and you can find out more about it at www.megamoosecon.com.
3: And Nate, tell us again about your games coming out in the fall.
2: Uh, I've got uh, Sunday Split from Renegade and Foxtrot coming out in October, and OP Arena this fall or winter from QSF Games. And the best way to reach me is at Nate Bivens on Twitter. Ooh, what's your Twitter?
3: At Megamoosecon. Nice, real easy to remember. And what do you find me on Instagram? At Mega Moosecon, <laughs> do you actually use, or do you like Tony You just take a picture every so often? Uh, I take more than Tony, but not much. Oh, okay. <laughs> so basically you take two a week. Okay, I, I <laughs> got it, gentlemen. Thank you so much. Can't wait to have you get on in the future. Yeah, thanks yeah. A lot. Thanks so much for having us. Well, everyone, that's going to wrap up another episode of Rolling Dice and Techie Names, where we got to look at a few games, introduce a new segment, bring back a favorite old
0: segment. Yes, I cannot believe that the Scurry Report's going to be around. I so hope you enjoyed that. Hey. Please, please, please give us some comments either on the guild because Mark is over there. He will chime in periodically on our guild. And so is Nate. So yeah, that's right. Nate's over there as well. And don't forget, um, for those of you coming to Mega Moose Con, got some bad news, Marty. I know what it is, and I I I don't even want to hear it. I'm I'm not even going to listen. Okay, then put your. Fingers in your ears. So, I'm going to apologize for those coming down to Mega Moose Con. My daughter has decided to celebrate her birthday, not on her birthday weekend, but the weekend after, which is Mega Moose Con. So, I apologize. I'll be there Friday night, but I'm going to miss Saturday, and that's killing me. Absolutely killing me. I cannot believe she did that to me. Kids, what can you do with them, Marty? It's <sighs> oh, your fault. You had it. I know. What can I say? At least I didn't have three. Got one. I got only do this one time. Yeah. Yeah. That's
3: a good point. Hey, we mentioned something else early in episode two. We wanted to share with you. Uh, Our good buddy, Rodney Smith, who does the channel Watch It Played, is having his yearly fundraiser right now over Indiegogo.com. And uh, Rodney is basically going shooting for the same goal as he had last year to, to be able to have enough money to feed his family, and put food on the table while making quality how-to-play videos for all of us to consume. And it's also a way to keep uh, his partner, pet McDonald, on, too, to help uh, with the load also. But, Tony, did you happen to see the Ultimate Stretch Goal? that Rodney has if he hits
0: $100,000? I have no clue. Haven't done it. Haven't looked. Because I know if I get over there, then that's money that I'll eventually So basically, spend. you're not yeah. supporting Rodney. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm going to support Rodney. But I'm one of those guys who comes in at the last minute. And you know, <laughs> better yet, I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm, oh, going, I'm, oh, okay. I'm going to see him at Gen Con. How about I just slip him a 20? We don't have to worry about the conversions and all that Canadian stuff. We just, I just give him a USA 20. Yeah. Well,
3: that's a good point. Actually, he said his goal was $100,000. Now, if it's Canadian dollars, if we slip him $35 to $0.62, I think we're good. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, if he makes $100,000, he has promised after one year of badgering and pestering, he will do a Star Wars Rebellion
0: how-to-play video. (laughs) 100000 to get it Star Wars Rebellion. That's That's got to be at least an hour's worth of video re- watching right there. It's a beast, but he, he would do a great job on it. And a lot of people have have asked for it, because there is a lot to that game. Rodney puts out great content for everything. It's one of the first ones. You know, I was complaining the other day about not having something to help me teach uh, Bonanza, Das Duel, and, you know, the Dice Tower came out. But the first place I went to was Watch It Played. So definitely... Support the Rodney man because he is there supporting you with his incredible videos on how to play games. That's exactly right. So again, we'll
3: have a link to that in our webpage, and we'll also have something else on our webpage. Tony calls like last episode, we gave away three games to Cryptozoic. We're now going to be giving away three games, being sponsored by our friends over at Mayday Games.
0: Okay, understand. I got to create another Google form. Got it. And these three games are Voodoo, Hide,
3: which is Hidden Identity, Dice Espionage, and Macroscope, which is this really cool little game with with this little device with like little plugs in it. And you have a a, you slide picture cards into it. And as you remove like the little plugs, you're gotta be the first to determine what the picture is underneath. So it's some really cool games. These games are just now coming out from Mayday Games, and we're going to offer these games to any of our U.S. listeners if you just go out there and fill out the nice little form where you pick your top three selections, one, two, and three, just like we do with Cryptozoic. And Tony, did you happen to notice what the number one requested game was for Cryptozoic so far?
0: No, I haven't even looked at it. I like being surprised by that. Now, I thought about it when I built the form. I hope you corrected it. I'm like, did I... Do one, two, or three, or I forget how I set it up. So did you correct the form so people could do that? Oh, I did correct the form. There's basically, there's three responses. You select your top
3: choice, your second choice, and your third choice. Yeah. And Right now, the top choice is Attack on Titan, the last stand. That'll have closed by the time this comes out. We'll be contacting the winner soon. But if you missed out, guess what? You have another contest that you can go and enter. And this will end on August 15th, which is right before Gen Con and Tony, one more episode will be at Gen Con. Actually, our next episode releases as we're traveling
0: to Gen Con. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Are you exasperated? It's just just so much is getting ready to happen in the next two months. I mean, I've got vacation and everything. It's just a lot's going on, Marty. You know how that is. You know how it's just in the summer's coming to an end. Oh, my daughter's fixing to move out of her one apartment. She's got to go to her next apartment. I don't know what I'm doing. And then we've got the eclipse coming over that we're going to have to drive down and go watch at Clemson. We got our special glasses ordered. I mean, there's just one thing after another. Oh, my heaven. Are you going to go watch the eclipse? Mm, no. You're not going to go see? I mean, it's the best view i mean it'll be 90 percent here in charlotte but i mean if you head down to anderson south carolina with the other gazillion people that are coming there you get to see a hundred percent i'm like why and i was told ninety 90 is good with me i know i'm like but i mean columbia in south carolina is sold out sold out hotels i mean people are coming all over the place so anyway wait a minute hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on i did not know this people have Reserved hotel rooms to see the eclipse. Yes, it's a huge, huge deal. Good. See, you're out there hearing about board gaming news and how well they're doing and things like that. And I'm over here on the solar system side, you know, things that could actually, you know, like the Armageddon where the meteors fix them and strike the planet or something. But this is an eclipse. So, anyway, yeah, the eclipse. I mean, there's so much going on. It's unreal. August is jam-packed full, baby. It, it is. We're busy, but we're excited and we want to thank everybody
3: so so much for taking time from their busy summer schedule to take a chance to uh, listen to us and remember go join our social media's and our social guilty thingies and uh, give us some comments, leave us some reviews on iTunes and Tony, I think that's going to be it for episode 124.
0: Yeah. Let's go some roll some dice. And let's take some names.
3: Join us next episode when we talk about some games we're excited about for Gen Con. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a good review on iTunes. And if you didn't enjoy it, then I'm really surprised you made it this far.
0: So in Skyward is when you're separating out the cards, is that a Connell cluster or a Marty Mounds? I don't know what the difference is. Oh, by the way, did you know uh, Chaz
3: works for Passport Games? And I did send him a picture of doing the Connell clusters when I was uh, sorting the the cards, and he did not appreciate it. Uh, Remember, that's hashtag Connell clusters. Get your pictures in. We got to see this. Let's drive Chaz crazy. If you're not going to make it to Gen Con or you don't want to have to deal with the crowds and get a decent price on a game, then make sure to go keep an eye out at FunAgainGames.com where you can pre-order some of these games that are going to be coming out so that as soon as they come in, they'll be shipped to your house what the games that you're excited for just keep an eye out for them in fact you can add them to a list to let you know when they come in stock for you to pre-order you could do so and if you do and you're a member you actually get a actually better rate on the pre-order so again to do so go to funagain.com